Sanders. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Functional Medicine Research. This is Dr. Hedberg. So it's kind of rare that I cover a new supplement product on back-to-back shows, but we just so happen to have the release of two really uh, exciting and excellent products just in the last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, I covered the IGY Max uh, compound found in GI Globulin Select from Moss Nutrition. And this week I'm going to be talking about a new product just released this week, also from Moss Nutrition. It's called Amino Meal Select. And uh, this is exciting because it's actually the first type of supplement like this on the market. And I'll get into why that's that's important here shortly. But when I first started practicing functional medicine 15 years ago, most patients could easily tolerate whey protein. This was the main protein powder that I was using. Most uh, practitioners were using it. And there were other protein powders out there as well, like rice and soy, uh, egg protein, hemp, pea protein, things like that. But we just didn't really need to use those as much unless you know, we were working with a vegetarian or a vegan. But as the years went by, fewer and fewer patients were able to tolerate whey. So I was getting feedback from a lot of patients that they just didn't feel good when they were taking it. And uh, I actually started to notice this myself as well. And so I talked to a number of colleagues and they were seeing this as well in their patient population. So we started to switch over to some of the alternate sources like rice and hemp and pea. But then people started reporting that they were having issues with these protein powders as well. So we just really didn't have that much to work with uh, in the protein powder market. So this amino meal select is exciting because it's a protein powder not based on food. So it's just purely amino acids. So first, I just want to talk a little bit about why so many people started reacting and having sensitivities to whey and pea and all these other protein powders. So our immune systems, they haven't changed really in just 15 years. But what has changed is our environment, our microbiota, our stress levels, all those kinds of things. So stress drives immune intolerance to food. And we really couldn't be more stressed in today's modern world, at least here in the United States. People are just way overstressed. So let me just go over a few of the reasons why there's such a massive increase in stress in our society and why our immune systems are becoming less tolerant to foods 
So the first is, is blue light exposure. So these are from cell phones, tablets, computers. These actually zap your melatonin levels. So it diminishes the quality of your sleep. And when the quality of your sleep is diminished, there's no quicker way to devastate your immune system. So I have a policy in my house of no screens after 6 p.m., and if I am watching TV or something like that, I wear blue light filtering glasses. I wear these anyway, usually starting at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon until I go to bed. And then I've also changed all the light bulbs in my house to blue light filtering bulbs. Uh, not all of them, but the ones that I would use in the evening or in my bedroom if I'm reading in bed and things like that. So that's uh, the first one. The second is social media. Social media, now we know from science, the literature, that social media causes anxiety and depression. And people just report not feeling well after they use it. And a lot of the conversations that happen on social media, these are heated debates. So you'll see a lot of inflammatory uh, and reactionary virtue signaling. Uh, whenever something happens, and this creates uh, heated debates on various political, religious issues, and things like that. So social media, it's also led to more social isolation because everybody knows what their friends are up to. So what is there to talk about or catch up on when, when the people you know just put their entire lives online? You already know where they went on vacation, where they were eating, who they were with, what they were doing. So I've noticed a, a big change in this, and, and at least my friends and, and people I know and patients I've talked to, everyone says that they don't really spend as much time with other people as they used to. People don't really talk on the phone anymore, uh, get together as much anymore, because, again, people just they know what everybody's already up to, so there's nothing to talk about. So social media is another a big problem, and that leads to more social isolation. So when you're socially isolated, this is actually stressful to the body. People are more inflamed when they're isolated or even just feeling lonely or isolated or lack of community support. Uh, this is just a recipe for immune system dysfunction, immune intolerance, and inflammation. So the gut microbiota is going to be affected by all the things that I just mentioned. The stress and the social media and the sleep problems from blue light. Also antibiotics, uh, cleaning products, sanitizers, medications, pesticides, herbicides, stress. You name it, these all disrupt your microbiota. And your microbiota are a big determinant of how your body reacts to the foods that you eat. Low stomach acid, so stress knocks out stomach acid. So that means that the food that you're eating, it doesn't enter the small intestine properly digested. So this puts a lot of pressure on the pancreas and the gallbladder. And the microbiota in the upper GI are additionally stressed from this. And improperly digested food increases the uh, sensitivity, the immune reaction to that food. 
And so low HCL leads to dysbiosis and also SIBO, which is becoming more common. Uh, so, you know, 40% of Americans have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and 60% approximately of people who have IBS have SIBO. So this is a huge, um, huge portion of, of the population. And uh, people are eating, they're way too fast, they're stressed when they eat, they're, you know, watching the news, texting, watching TV, checking social media, you know, while they're eating. You know, when you go out to eat these days, you actually see people um, on their phones while they're with other people while they're eating. So I was at a restaurant the other day, there were four women at a table. And all four of them were on their phones the entire meal. And I was just observing this from the other side of the restaurant. And so it's, they're not even making eye contact, communicating. They're not present uh, with each other. And this definitely affects the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, inflammatory cytokines, hormone levels, cortisol, things like that. So... I always try and get patients to try and eat in a quiet, comfortable place where they can just totally focus on the meal with no phones and TV. And, you know, people people who feel like they have to read something while they're eating really need to, uh, to let go of that. Chew thoroughly, slowly, without distractions. All these kinds of things contribute. And then the, the last big one I wanted to mention is actually alternative medicine is one of the big problems uh, creating these sensitivities. So this may come as a surprise since I guess I would consider myself an alternative medicine practitioner. But a lot of practitioners, they're doing more harm than good by recommending long-term restrictive diets. So small exposures to a variety of foods over time it keeps the immune system healthy and non-reactive. So this is actually the new strategy for kids who have allergies, like peanut allergies and things like that. So the, uh, the allergists now are catching on, and they're recommending that kids, say you have a, a peanut allergy or some other allergy, they're now instructed to eat tiny amounts of the food in moderation, so the immune system, over time, it becomes less reactive to the food because it's seen as something that's okay. It's um, basically the, the immune system, when you expose it to very tiny amounts of something, it becomes less reactive to it over time. This is the, um, the mechanism behind immunotherapy, which is a way of giving someone small compounded liquid drops that have a very small amount of the particular food or uh, in the environment or whatever the immune system is reactive to. And so tiny doses over time just eliminates the overactive immune response. And so if these alternative practitioners forcing people on restrictive diets for many, many months, sometimes even years I've seen unnecessarily, the immune system is it's going to become 
dysregulated and it'll become overreactive to to uh, a lot of these foods. So also we used to eat seasonally and these restrictive diets, people are just down to eating the same thing all the time, uh, every season, 365 days a year. A lot of them, just they're just down to meat and vegetables and nothing else. And this, this creates a problem. So this is something I hope that uh, the industry can get past. There's a lot of books out there, a lot of speakers, a lot of people on the internet, um, you know, claiming that everyone should avoid this food or that food all the time, no matter what. And I think that's really damaging psychologically and immunologically to people. We know that in the psychoneuroimmunology research that what we believe affects how our body reacts to things and that includes foods other substances so once you develop a belief that you're sensitive to a certain food you're actually you actually have an increased chance of an immune reaction to that food so it's a really interesting phenomenon for example if you if you give someone a sugar pill and you tell them that it's a medication for allergies, there's about a 60% chance that their allergies will go away. And so it's studies like that that show you how powerful the brain and the mind is and what our beliefs are and how it can affect the immune system. So Cognitive behavioral therapy is a great way to overcome these phobias and beliefs about foods that people have a belief now that are actually bad for them. So those are some of the, the big examples of why our immune systems are becoming more intolerant to the foods and these protein powders. Now let's talk about why you'd want to use a protein powder, why it's so important. So as we age, our protein requirements, they actually increase. So we can absorb more protein per meal the older we get. So a lot of people wonder about the fountain of youth, and that's actually not a mystery at this point, at least. Science has shown us that muscle mass is the single best indicator of health and longevity. So if you could only do one thing, I would say other than sleep, if you could do one thing other than optimizing sleep to extend your lifespan and reduce the risk of disease like cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes, you name it, the single best way to, to do that is to build lean muscle mass. There's nothing else you can do that, that is going to have a greater impact. So, there's nothing really sexy about that or exciting, just making sure people uh, build some muscle and maintain it. Uh, that's why you're not really going to hear about it because it's not the most exciting, latest thing. But uh, protein powders like this are going to help build muscle. So if you can't get enough protein from food due to a gut or a gut issue, a psychological issue, then a supplement like this is going to be very beneficial. Also, if you're an athlete or an avid exerciser, uh, protein powders can enhance recovery from exercise and increase lean muscle mass. 
So I have a lot of patients. They have low stomach acid. They have compromised digestion, sluggish or removed gallbladders, uh, sluggish pancreatic function. That all inhibits the digestion and absorption of protein. And I also have a lot of patients with dysbiosis, uh, malabsorption because of celiac disease, SIBO, autoimmune disease, hypothyroidism, chronic stress, and just a lot of other issues that are going to contribute to poor protein digestion and absorption. So this is going to be great for those individuals because it's just pure amino acids. You don't really have to digest it or break it down properly. They're just going to get into the stomach and then get absorbed in the small intestine. So how much protein do you need? So most people are going to do well on about 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram body weight. So you just divide your body weight in pounds by 2.2, and that will give you your body weight in kilograms. And then you multiply that number by 1.5, and that will give you your total required grams of protein for each day. So if you're over the age of 50, it's the easiest thing to do is just shoot for 25 to 35 grams of protein with each meal. So let's talk a little bit more about the amino meal select. So again, it's just pure amino acids. So it's not based on any food. You're just strictly getting amino acids. So this, the blend of amino acids in this product, it's actually a proprietary blend called Reginator. And Reginator has 24 studies on it uh, regarding building lean muscle mass. So I'm not going to get into all 24 studies in detail because there's just too much to, to get into there. But I've, I've looked at all of them, and really just what you need to know from these studies is that the Reginator amino acid blend, it's been shown in these studies to definitely increase lean muscle mass, improve recovery from exercise, and it can build muscle without exercise. And so if you're sedentary or you can't exercise or you just had recent surgery, it'll help prevent muscle loss during the recovery. So that's really the overview of Reginator. So you, you there are a total of 20 amino acids that the human body uses. 11 of them are called non-essential amino acids, and 9 are essential amino acids. So you can make all 11 of the non-essential because they're not essential. But you can't make the 9 essential amino acids. You have to get those from food. So Reginator has all 9 of the essential amino acids that you have to get from food because you can't make them. And then it has one additional amino acid, the arginine, and arginine is a highly anabolic amino acid, meaning it's a muscle-building amino acid. So the amino meal select, it's hypoallergenic. It has some methylated B vitamins in it, a small amount, some chelated minerals, and it has some compounds in it that balance blood sugar, enhance fat burning, and it's also vegan. So anyone can take it because it's uh there's no animal products in it 
So one scoop of amino meal select, it has an MPS factor equivalent to about 15 to 20 grams of whey or pea protein. So MPS stands for muscle protein synthesis. So the MPS factor is a marker used to compare different uh, protein sources. So this is about, it's, it's the same as, uh, as about a scoop of whey or pea protein. So it also has MCTs, so medium chain triglycerides from coconut oil. Some of you may be aware of MCT products out there. It's very popular now because of the, the popularity of the ketogenic diet. So it has some MCTs in there. Some omega-3 fatty acids from flax. It has some prebiotic fiber from inulin, and that's, uh, that fuels healthy bacteria. It has some flax fiber, uh, some guar gum, which lowers blood sugar, some green tea extract to stimulate metabolism and burn fat. It's also an anti-inflammatory. High gamma vitamin E. So the gamma uh, portion of vitamin E is the most beneficial. It has chromium and vanadium in it, and those balance blood sugar. And then it has white kidney bean extract, and this has been shown to lower blood sugar and promote weight loss. So it has a lot of additional ingredients that are helpful. It's sort of, it's, it's mainly designed to build muscle, burn fat, uh, and reduce inflammation, and uh, balance blood sugar. Those are really the main uh, reasons for this particular product. So what if you have SIBO? So I noted just previously that it has some prebiotic fiber. So some people avoid prebiotics if they have SIBO because it can feed the bacterial overgrowth. There's no real definitive answer to that question at this point. We'll just have to see how people do. SIBO is so individualized that some people will do fine on a small amount of prebiotics and they actually be helpful and some just won't. So that's going to be done on a case-by-case -case basis. So can this help heal your gut? It actually could help heal your gut for a few reasons. So when your body is under stress, or if you're not getting enough protein, your body will actually strip amino acids from your gut barrier. And it'll take those amino acids to repair other parts of the body. So this breaks down the gut barrier, and that leads to leaky gut and impaired immune function. So I've worked with a fair number of patients who were struggling to heal their guts, and we figured out that they just weren't getting enough protein to recover from the exercise they were doing. And so once we got their protein levels up, uh, their guts healed up just fine. So it can be part of a, a gut healing protocol so that you ensure your body's not stripping the gut lining of amino acids. So this, uh, this product, Amino Meal Select, it can function as a meal replacement or as a pre- or post-workout recovery shake. The, the Reginator research actually found that you'll get the greatest muscle-building results if you take it just before exercise. And so you can blend it uh, one scoop, just as you would any other protein powder. 
Also, if you've just had surgery, it's great to take every day to prevent muscle loss since you can't exercise. So I've been using it already for a week. That's It's only been out for about a week. And I've noticed a significant increase in muscle power output when I'm exercising, increased strength, and that's from the Reginator amino acid blend and also the arginine. So some of you may notice that as well. If you you might feel stronger or feel like you have more power when you're when you're exercising. So again, pretty excited about this. Uh, it comes in chocolate flavor and also an orange pineapple flavor. They both um, taste quite quite good for because a lot of protein powders don't taste all that good, but but they did a good job with the. Um, with the flavors on this particular product. So that's a amino meal select from Moss Nutrition. Uh, again, I'm excited to start using it uh, with patients who just can't tolerate whey or pea or any of the other proteins that, that are available out there on the market. So if you go to drhedberg.com, you can uh, read the show notes on this, and I link to the product if you want to check it out. This is Dr. Hedberg. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.